Blog Talk Radio.
Messiah, Jehovah, the mighty God. to Miracle Outreach Ministries on Sunday. Amen. Amen. We are the servants of the Most High God. We are the children of the kingdom. And we are grateful for our ability to assemble together and worship, even in these evil and wicked days. Amen. Amen. A special welcome to all of our first-time listeners. We are a Christian non-denominational, Protestant, international church. We live on the Internet, all over the world, and in our assembly here locally. We are alive and thriving in Jesus Christ. Amen? We invite you all to join us in our chat room, which is located on our webpage. Our webpage is www.miracleinternetchurch.com. That's miracleinternetchurch.com. When the page comes up across the banner, you'll see MIC Radio Chat. Please do click that link. When the page changes, click Guest. And once it changes again, Type in your own name, one of those that can be found on your birth certificate, and enter in your greeting for the saints, and the saints will respond to you in the love of God. Amen. If you're on a cell phone, the instructions are primarily the same for you. Use your browser to find MiracleInternetChurch.com. When the page comes up across the banner, you'll see three white lines against a black background. Click the three white lines. When the page changes, uh, scroll down, because it will open up all the links, to MIC Radio Chat Room. Click that link, sign in, as you have just heard, and greet the saints in love. Amen? We welcome you in the name of the Lord Jesus. We are different from some other churches. Um that you may have heard of or been acquainted with. We celebrate Holy Communion at the very beginning of our service. We believe it is important to honor God first. He said, seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things will be added unto you. We believe in clearing out the sin of our lives so that we can hear God clearly when he speaks to us. Amen? Amen. And we hope that you agree and choose to celebrate along with us. Holy Communion requires some bread, not Oreo cookies, bread. Amen? Amen? And the fruit of the vine. So we pray that you will be able to join us and that this will not be your last time. Amen? Amen. Praise the Lord. You know, uh, yesterday, or was it the day before, in the last couple of days, there's been some uh, fireworks going on between the Israelis and the Palestinians. 
they've decided that they're going to have a little war yet again. But Jesus came to bring peace, God's peace to earth, not the peace that man gives, you know, the peace treaty thing. No, his peace, the peace that comes from heaven. And so today, in spite of the turmoil that is in the world and will continue to be there, we are going to bask in the peace of our God because he is the prince of peace. He came to reconcile us to our God. He came to bring us back. Through Adam and Eve, we wandered away and went astray and did all kinds of things that are actually considered as wickedness against God. And all of us have participated, either through generational iniquity or through our own personal input. Amen? We have all participated. Yes, we've all participated. You said, well, babies can't participate. Yes, they can. They're good at it. They are the manipulators of the universe. They want their mama to do something, and she says, She's not doing it right now, and then they go into their act. They know what they're doing. They're not lost. They do it over and over and over again. You see, the sin nature comes. We get it by inheritance. But you know, Jesus came so that we can overcome the sin nature that we, were, that we inherited from Adam and Eve. We can overcome. He's given us the power. He's given us the Holy Spirit so that we can overcome the sin nature. Amen? And to the degree that we obey the Lord and his word, we will overcome. To the degree that we do not and we rebel, we will fail. Amen? So we have decided that we're going forward with Jesus. I know that there are those that look around at the world instead of looking steadfastly at Jesus and say they feel like quitting. But I have news for them. It's not time to quit. It's not time to give up. It's time to grow up. It's time to grow up. The situations of this world require people that know their God to do exploits in him. The situations of this life require people who know what God can do. They've seen his power at work in their own lives. And so they can attest to his authenticity, his might, his power, and his dominion. It's people who will not fully embrace him, people who doubt him, people who are still cringing by the acts of man that have not learned who God really is. And their lives reflect the fact that they still do not know, regardless of how many years they've been going to church, that they still don't know who God really is. So we are hoping that all those who desire to know will come to know him in fullness. We are hoping and believing 
that many more will join us as we draw close to the Lord. We seek his face. We want his presence. We're different from other churches. We don't have all the bells and whistles because we are focusing on our God. We have no no criticism for people who do it differently. It's just this is how we do it. Amen? For those that need the bells and the whistles to keep them, they're not there because of God. They're there for some other purpose. We are clear in our purpose. It's about God. It's not about us. So we pray that all of those who join us will be like-minded. They will want to center on Jesus. They will want to be filled with God. They will want to please him with their lives. And they will want to serve him. Amen? Amen. Amen. Praise God. First thing, we're going to do some repenting today, as we always do. And I'm going to give you a few minutes to say to the Lord what you need to say to him. After all, I was not there when you did whatever you did or did not do whatever you should have done. You were. And so this is your time during the service with the Lord to speak to him about your relationship with him. Amen? You may begin. This, then, is the message which we have heard of him and declare unto you that God is light and in him is no darkness at all. If we say that we have fellowship with him and walk in darkness, we lie and do not the truth. But if we walk in the light as he is in the light, we have fellowship one with another. And the blood of Jesus Christ, his son, cleanses us from all sin. If we say that we have no sin, we deceive ourselves and the truth is not in us. If we confess our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. If we say that we have not sinned, we make him a liar, and his word is not in us. Heavenly Father, in the name of Jesus Christ, we come before you presenting the truth of our situation as best we could. We ask, Father, for your continued mercy and grace and for your forgiveness of our sins. We ask that you restore us to yourself and strengthen us, enlighten us, help us to dig deep into the soil of our lives that you might show us what we need to know to be free. We give you praise. We give you glory. We give you honor. We love you, Lord. Amen. For I have received of the Lord that which also I delivered unto you, that the Lord Jesus, the same night in which he was betrayed, took bread. And when he had given thanks, 
Thank you, Lord. Amen. After he gave thanks, he broke it and said, Take, eat. This is my body, which is broken for you. Do this in remembrance of me. You may partake of the bread. After the same manner also, he took the cup. When he had supped, saying, This cup is the New Testament in my blood. This do ye, as often as ye drink it in remembrance of me. Thank you, Lord. Partake of the cup. Wherefore, whosoever shall eat this bread and drink this cup of the Lord unworthily shall be guilty of the body and blood of the Lord. But let a man examine himself, and so let him eat of that bread and drink of that cup. For he that eateth and drinketh unworthily eateth and drinketh damnation to himself, not discerning the Lord's body. For this cause many are weak and sickly among you, and many sleep. For if we would judge ourselves, saints, we should not be judged. But when we are judged, we are chastened of the Lord, that we should not be condemned with the world. Amen? You see, even in chastisement and discipline and correction, God is seeking to save, and we should receive it as such. Amen? Amen. Praise the Lord. You know, it's immature persons who are offended when correction comes. It's immature people who are constantly offended when correction comes. Correction comes to protect. Correction comes to protect that that is precious. Correction comes to safeguard. Correction comes to bring into order that that is gone astray. The Bible says all we have gone astray, everyone to his own way. Well, that's dangerous. That's downright dangerous. Amen? That is dangerous. In fact, it's so dangerous that uh, I hope you can hear me going even in your sleep. Don't do that! Why? Because it's dangerous. It's very dangerous. It's dangerous to your soul. It's dangerous to your faith. All we like sheep have gone astray. We have turned everyone to his own way. And the Lord laid on him, on Jesus, the iniquity of us all. You see, we did the crime, and Jesus took the punishment. He became 
sin for us. And we need to understand the depth of love that allows for such. Amen? We need to understand and appreciate the depth of love that allows for such. Remember, we're not the ones that God wiped out when he had to bring along Noah and the ark. They're gone. They went so far, God said, wait a minute. This has got to stop. And he stopped it. We should forever remember that he's still God. And that what he did then, he's well able to do again. Amen. Father, in the name of Jesus, how shall our king stay pure in Christ? By familiarizing themselves with your word, your character, your nature, and by obeying you. With their whole heart, seeking your faith. Help them, Father, so that they do not wander from your commandments. We pray that they will hide your word in their heart that they might not sin against you and that they might not repeat the sins of their ancestors. Father, we cherish them for who they are in reality. Though we have high hopes for them, we love them as they are. Father, we come together before you in behalf of our teens and young adults. They need your unfailing love, your wisdom, and your guidance, Lord. Keep them from the evil one. We thank you for supplying all their needs according to your riches and glory, that they have no need to plunder to loot, to steal, to rob, and to kill. They have no need to go after the world because all that they need can be found in you. Father, keep and protect them from their own faulty thinking. Keep them and protect them from their own faulty thinking. Convict them of their need for you at all times. Lead them into abundant life in you. We praise you, Lord, that you have a plan and a purpose for their lives. They're not just here on the planet by accident. They weren't mistakes. They're not just wandering around. No, you have a plan and a purpose for each one. We ask that you reveal your will to them. Father, teach them to honor you and to revere you even while they are young, before times become more difficult and challenging for them. Father, we thank you and praise you for being the chosen God for our young people. Father, deliver them from the evil of our day and the prevailing philosophies and behaviors of the wicked. 
Father, may they develop a godly work ethic which would give glory to you. Not being moved by the glamour and glitter of the world system, but honoring you with honest labor. Teach them your ways, Lord. Your ways are perfect and your word is true. Lead them, Holy Spirit, in paths of righteousness. Bless them, Lord, so that they will always be spiritually stalwart, mentally alert, not wandering into la-la land, and physically feel fit, healthy, and strong. Father, we pray for Dagmar and son and sister Linda, and we thank you for receiving our prayers. Is 
more than I can say in words. Amen? Amen. Praise the Lord. So, saints, today we've got something to talk about. God's got something to say. So much so that I was perspiring while I was writing the message. Yeah, God's got something to say. And we're here to hear him and to do what he says. Amen? Amen. Amen. When I have to sweat through a message, church, you better know God has something to say. While Jesus was giving his life for our for the sins of the world, he said, Father, forgive them, for they know not what they do. Jesus said, Father, forgive them, for they know not what they do. The title of this message is, We Are Forgiven. We Are Forgiven. If you want to know where that scripture is, it's in the 23rd chapter of Luke. Amen? Jesus said, Father, Forgive them, for they know not what they do. They don't have any idea what they're really doing, Father. They don't really understand. His prayer did not only refer to those who were mocking him as he was being offered up as a living sacrifice, but he spoke of us all. See, we have read this in the Bible and said he's talking about the people that were down there at the foot of the cross mocking him and insulting him and so on and so forth. But I want to say to you that that's not accurate. Not only did he speak of them, he spoke of us all. Amen? Father, forgive them, for they know not what they do. As a believer, I have come to realize and to understand that as humans, we still do not comprehend how wicked we actually are. We don't get it. We still think we're something super fine and special. While that may be true, we still have an overabundance of wickedness. As human beings, we have never stopped killing each other. We've never stopped lying on each other. We've never stopped deceiving each other. Yes, we do good work here and there. Thank you, Jesus. We do something good and positive every now and then. But we are filled with wickedness. Granted, we got a head start from Adam and Eve, but boy, have we hit the accelerator. It's gotten to the point that many of you don't even own a television, won't turn on the one you have, because you don't want to hear anymore about how wicked and evil we really are, how much we're manifesting every demon we can run into. 
you know, I'll just pull one story. I read how a man came into his ex-girlfriend's trailer. She wasn't there, by the way. Her girlfriend was there staying with her at the time. And he kills the girlfriend. The, the, not the girlfriend, the girlfriend's friend. He killed her. The police said when they got there, her blood was all over the wall. They'd never seen a crime scene quite like that one. Now here, the ex-girlfriend's best friend has come to comfort her. But he saw a female going into the house, and he assumed it was her, so he immediately went in and began to choke and to beat her to death. No, he didn't use a gun. There was no need for gun control. He used himself. That's pretty wicked. That's pretty nasty. And these type things are going on all over the world on a rapid fire basis. It's impossible now to turn on the Internet without something jumping up in your face showing you how awful we have become, as if we didn't already know we were pretty bad. No, now we're putting it on display, and we want everybody to know how awful we have become. We're destroying ourselves. And you say, well, it's the devil, Pastor. It's, it's Satan. He knows he has a short time left, and so he's doing all this. But guess what? Somebody's cooperating with him. Someone is cooperating with him. So it's not just the devil. It's the devil and. Amen? It doesn't matter what city you live in, what state you're a part of, what country you live It doesn't matter where you live on this globe. It's going on. It's worldwide. Christians are being persecuted even unto death simply because they're Christians for no other reason. They're being assailed by the enemy and his attacks, and it's an ongoing thing. So what are we going to do? Well, we're going to start where we can with us. You see, Michael Jackson said, if you want to make the world a better place, just look at yourself and make a change. And that's the truth. The Bible requires us to do just that, to look at ourselves and make a change. You see, that change that each of us make due to the gospel will change the world. So. That's interesting, you see. We still don't get it. We still don't understand how far 
we are from who we ought to be. We fail to fully understand the depth of deprivation which corruption through evil desires has plunged us into. When we sin against the Lord, we often take it too lightly. You see, I have known of a person who once was a Christian, once was a Christian, for several years of their life, after they came out of sin, deep, dark sin. However, that person never decided to fully believe God. That person had what we call a wicked heart, an evil heart of unbelief. You say, well, how can that be, Pastor? Well, I understand your question because God has given to each of us the measure of faith to believe him. But you see, you actually have to use that. He's given you the measure of faith to believe him, but you have to execute that action. And this person didn't. And it didn't matter how many times that person went around the same mountain with the same scenery, they were never convinced that, okay, it's time for me to give up my little position and I need to go in and believe God fully. No, this person never did. This person never did. To the point that they began to leave God completely and go back into their old depravity. There came a day, however, when God said, enough. And the Holy Spirit came out of this person's body. He left her. Saints, when the Holy Spirit actually does leave you, you are no longer in Christ Jesus. And the comment was made to me, oh, that person, they can repent of that. Let me explain to you, dear. There are some things that God may not grant you repentance for. You see, repentance is a grace from God that is granted to those that are sorry for their sin. You see, Esau found out when he took God for granted that while he was seeking God for a place of repentance, he couldn't find it. There is a time when you can cross the line with God and the Holy Spirit will deal with you no longer. It exists. I encourage everyone to stay away from that place. You know, there have been people that I have known that the Holy Spirit said blatantly in the church service for everybody to hear, I'm calling you for the last time. And did that person turn? No. They're still walking around the planet in the flesh, but they're not hooked up to God. 
You see, it's a dangerous thing to take the grace of God for granted. It's extremely dangerous. Some people never find their way back to God. So, we are blind to what our backslidings reveal about our character and our rejection of God's love for us. We don't get the point. We don't see it. I'm standing up here explaining it to you. You're hearing it. You're seeing it on the page when I say, let's go to this scripture, but you just don't really get it. Well, you need to ask God to help you to get it. You really do. We really all do. Because sin has a corrupting and corrosive effect on us. It eats into us and wears us away in a gradual and destructive manner. Sin works upon us slowly, far more dangerous than seems evident. See, you thought it was just a small thing you did when you told that lie, but you're wrong. Something went to work in you that's devious and underhanded. And you've got to deal with it. It just wasn't the lie you told at that moment. It's all the things that are behind it and supported it. It destroys life in us like a progressive cancer. You know, you can go to the doctor's office on Monday and they tell you you have a cancer. And they say, okay, we can operate on you tomorrow. And you say, no. Uh, let me go home and think about it. And you can be dead by Friday. You see, the effort was made to save your life at all costs. But no, you decided to put it off. Not today. I have to go home and think about it. But in a progressive cancer, you can't say, I'll think about it. You got to say, how soon can you get me in there, doctor? Yet, we don't take this action against us seriously enough. We wrongly assume that the wicked thoughts, desires, and attitudes of our sinful nature really is not all that bad. At least we are not doing the behaviors of our past. I want to encourage everyone to stop looking back over their shoulder all the time saying, well, at least I'm not there anymore. No. Press for the mark of the high calling that's in Christ Jesus our Lord. Brother Bill. Amen? Amen. Go around the back. Amen. We need to press forward with God. We need to stop saying, well, at least I'm not drinking anymore. But you're still lying. It's not enough to say, 
I'm not drinking anymore. I'm not carousing with women anymore. Well, but you're still cheating on your wife. You're still on the computer watching pornography. You're still doing other things that you know you shouldn't be doing. You're still cheating, but not the way you were cheating before. Amen. But we have erred in this belief that it's it's not just bad. It's not that bad because we're not doing that. I'm not doing that. So-and-so is doing it, but I'm not. uh, You used to. We have deceived ourselves indeed. We think that we have repented when we say, Lord, I'm sorry for my sins. Well, not so, saints. When we say these words to the Lord, we have begun on our path of repentance. We've begun. We haven't made the whole journey. There is much more to learn. When we repent, we must realize the degree to which we have opposed our own self as believers. We've come against ourselves. We have literally attacked ourselves viciously. Don't forget it, whoever it is. We have attacked ourselves viciously. We must come to the place wherein we can clearly see what we are doing against our own faith and against the kingdom of God. Against the kingdom of God. That's right. When we sin, we move out of the position of a friend of God into the position of enemy of Christ. Well, I don't, I don't see how that could be. Okay. For those of you who can still remember who Jimmy Swaggart is, let me use this example because it was known in a lot of places. And since it's so well known and so long ago, I feel comfortable using it. Whenever he sinned against God, it destroyed his ministry. It didn't just hurt him and his family. It hurt his church, all the people that were a part of his church, all the people that were a part of his ministry, and Christians all over the world who believed in him. It hurt and wounded severely the body of Christ. It wasn't just about him. So at that time, I had a neighbor. He was a Cuban man, and we were talking one day in the front yard, and he said to me, the people at work want to know about this because I say I'm a Christian. He says, I don't know what to say. I don't know what to do. I'm so ashamed. And so I said to him, you have nothing to be ashamed of. You didn't commit those sins. You tell those people on your job. 
Yes, I'm a Christian. I love God and I live for him. But I've never met Jimmy Swaggy. And I don't know about his life. And I can't give an account for him. He has to do that himself. You see, when you sin, it's not just about you. You're hurting others as well. You're hurting your own faith, and you're hurting their faith. Yes, it is true. There have been pastors that have walked away from their call and quit the ministry because the people in the pews refused to obey God. That charge will be held against them when they stand before the Lord. You see, church is not a club. It's a live, breathing organism. It's part of the body of Christ. It's a lie. You can't say when your foot gets crushed that your whole body is not in pain because the pain radiates from your foot to other parts of your body. So when you sin, you don't just sin against you. You sin against the Godhead. You sin against the kingdom of God, and you sin against the body of Christ. Even against those who have not yet received Jesus Christ. We need to look more closely at this. When we sin, saints, we hinder and damage our own faith. Well, my faith just isn't working. Like it was working because you pummeled it. You banged it up. It's got to be repaired and restored. Amen? Even in sexual sin, we do deadly harm to our own bodies and our own minds. The Bible says, When you do these kinds of things, you sin against your own body and against your own soul. Is that your point? Okay. All right. No, it's not hers. That was mine. (laughs) How dare you? You sin. You hurt you. You know the you that came to Jesus? You give them a black, you give yourself a black eye and a broken jaw. Bones out of joint. Bruises everywhere. That's what you did to you. That's not a good idea. Most sinners do not know that once you enter into illegal sexual activity, your mind will not function the same as before. Saints don't seem to get the point either. You know that Romans 1 teaches that the judgment of sexual sin 
comes on the mind, and it does. Look at our culture. Once you enter into such wickedness, a pathway of iniquity is formed within you. It's like a freeway for the further practice of this type of sin. See, you made a way for it in your life where it wasn't there before. So even many years later, conflicting thoughts arise when the possibility of temptation comes a flirting. Amen. Amen. The devil comes by. And so you just have this random thought, remembering back when, when you used to twist down the street with your hair down your back and the boys used to whistle at you. Come on. Now you've advanced in Christ. That roadway needs to be demolished. And I do mean demolished. It needs to be demolished and completely destroyed and removed from every memory in your life. It needs to be gone or else the enemy will come by and a convenient opportunity and remind you that it's still there. That's what he does. And then if you don't jump on him immediately, he'll play with that little thing in the back of your mind till you give it enough attention. And then he'll bring some nut along to give a little fuel to the fire. And there you go. You're hooked. It doesn't matter how many years ago it was. If that freeway is still there, the enemy's going to pick a time to use it. Amen. Saints think, the saints think, for some reason, those that even acknowledge that there are demons, think that all they have to do is get a few demons out and it's all over. Wrong, wrong, wrong. Yes, the demons may be bound or even cast out, but the information superhighway of iniquity remains. The information superhighway of iniquity remains. Uh-huh. Saints, we must learn to continue to press into God for the demolishing of these evil pathways and the establishment of right ways in us. That's right. We have to learn something. It's important to learn something. Amen. It's very important to learn something. Let's go to Second Timothy. Second Timothy. I'm going to chapter two, and I'm going to skip around just a tiny bit. Second Timothy chapter two, verse twenty-five. 
if God, peradventure, or perhaps, will give them repentance to the acknowledging of the truth, and that they may recover themselves out of the snare of the devil who are taken captive by him at his will. That's what the Bible says. If perhaps God will give them repentance, you see, we have to be granted the grace of repentance. To the acknowledging of the truth. You got to come clean with us. I don't care how embarrassed and guilty and condemned you may think you feel. You got to come clean with God. And that they may recover themselves. Yes, you have work to do in this matter. You can't just say, oh, God. Come and get all those tracks and roads and superhighways out of me. No, dear. You got work to do. This is not a gloss over. Amen? You know, there's two kind of wax jobs that I know about. There's this kind where they spray this liquid stuff over there and smear it all over the car and act like it's been waxed. Then there's this wax that I grew up with that used to come in the little can where you got to take the little pad out and rub it in, rub it in, rub it in, rub it in. Wait for it to turn white. Buff it off, buff it off, buff it off some more, buff it off some more. It takes you just about a whole day. Well, guess what? This is not the first kind. This is the old-fashioned way, and it works. Amen? Amen. Proverbs chapter 30, verse 18. Proverbs chapter 30, verse 18. Proverbs chapter 30, verse 18. Amen. Proverbs chapter 30, verse 18. There be three things which are too wonderful for me, and four which I know not. The way of an eagle in the air, the way of a serpent upon a rock, the way of a ship in the midst of the sea, and the way of a man with a maid. Such is the way of an adulterous woman. She eateth and wipeth her mouth and saith, I have done no wickedness. Now, I want you to remember that thou shalt not commit adultery was written by God with his own finger. He didn't just say it. He wrote it with his own finger. He didn't use a stylus. He used him. But she says, I have done no wickedness. And unfortunately, many Christians act the same way. They're flirting with danger and say, huh, that's not anything. Oh, yes, it is. It's sin. It's sin. 
The scriptures urge us to come to the understanding that our desires for worldly ways is the same as making friends with God's enemies. It's the same. We must get the point, saints, that indulging in the evil pleasures of this world makes us an enemy of God. If our aim is to chum with the world and to enjoy the pleasures of this unsaved society, you cannot also be a friend of God. God gives to those who desire righteousness more strength to stand against such evil longings. I remember many years ago, there was this program that came out, and it was called The Lifestyles of the Rich and Famous. And the devil's purpose was to whet your appetite for something you knew you were never going to have anyway. Okay, let's face it. And so you, you're supposed to begin to lust after something that you shouldn't be lusting after. And there were many such programs, but I happen to remember the name of that one. Well, guess what? If you're desiring to be righteous, God will give you strength against any evil longing that you still have until it's completely uprooted out of your being. But you do know you have to want that thing to be gone really bad. This isn't a casual encounter with God. This is serious business. You got to want that thing gone back. You got to be desperate. You see, the man in the Gadarenes was desperate. You got to be desperate. God supplies his strength to the humble, but he is set against the proud and the haughty. So what should the backslidden saint do? Oh, Pastor Miracle doesn't have any backslidden saints. I've got news for you. Well, we must submit ourselves to God. We must embark on a journey in the scriptures with the Holy Spirit so that we get to the root of our false beliefs and vain value system. You see, we believe something wrong, and our vain value system is supporting that wrong belief. We must come into agreement with the Lord as to what actually caused our conflict with him. Really? Yes, yes, yes. So you say, but it was generational. Hmm. But there is more. Because there's your avid participation and interest. Your daddy was a drug dealer. So you know 
You need to stay away from that in every shape, form, fashion, order, and type. But you find yourself pulled toward that. You claim you want to help these people that are addicted. Baloney, that's a familiar spirit yanking on you. And if you don't deal it a death blow, it'll drag you right back where your daddy was. You see, Jesus has set you free. You are redeemed. He's given you the power to overcome. But you're going to have to draw close to him to get there. Backsliders are commanded to resist the devil. Well, if God's telling you to do it, he's going to give you grace to get it done. Yes, use your godly backbone. Stand against your own sin. Mm-hmm. Stand against your flirting with ungodliness. Draw close to God. You need to know the truth so that the truth can release you to freedom. Draw close to God. Who is the truth? You need to know the truth so that the truth can release you to freedom. When in sincerity of heart you come close to God, God will come close to you. Some of you don't even hear from God anymore. I'm just as serious as I can be. You don't even hear from him. Well, dear, your sin is separating you from God. It's not that his arm is too short to reach you. Your sin is coming between you and him. And that is the truth. You see, in the story of Cain and Abel, Cain became extremely angry with envy. But the Lord cautioned him. He came to get his attention. Hey, listen to me. And even encouraged him that if he'd repent, God would accept him. That's the love of God. He comes to deal with you while you're doing wrong. That sin was trying to rule over Cain. But yet God said, and if thou doest not well, sin lieth at the door. Well, saints, God tells you do such and such, and you decide, I ain't doing this. And before you know it, you, caught, you end up caught up in a whirlwind of sin. Well, I guess, how did that happen? You opened the door when you rebelled against God and didn't do what he told you to do. You opened the door and let the devil in. You know, the saints used to have this song, shut the door, keep out the devil. They never did sing, open the door and let the devil in. That wasn't part of the song. 
How did you get caught up in this thing and it seemed like it just took you here and there and everywhere, and before you knew it, you had crashed and burned? You let the devil in. Your rebellion against the known will of God opened the door to the devil. That's what happened. That's how you did it. Saint, sin desires to overcome you, but you can overcome it if you will do right. It's not that you don't know what right is. You've got a whole book of Genesis to Revelation telling you what right is. I've taught you and trained you on Proverbs chapter 3, verses 5 through 7. I keep telling you, save your life. But you've got to do it. Psalm 130. Psalm 130. Psalm 130, beginning with verse 3. Psalm 130, beginning with verse 3. Psalm 130, beginning with verse 3. If thou, Lord, shouldest mark iniquity, O Lord, who shall stand? But there is forgiveness with thee, that thou mayest be feared. If you went around, Lord, picking out everybody's iniquity, nobody could stand. But there is forgiveness with you so that you can be feared and reverent. Let's go visit Ezekiel. Ezekiel, the abbreviation is E-Z-K. There, that ought to help. Ezekiel, chapter 18. Ezekiel, chapter 18. And I'm going to begin, I think, with verse 21. Ezekiel chapter 18, beginning with verse 21. But if the wicked will turn from all his sins that he hath committed and keep all my statutes and do that which is lawful and right, he shall surely live. He shall not die. Good news. All his transgressions that he hath committed, they shall not be mentioned unto him. In his righteousness that he hath done, he shall live. Have I any pleasure at all that the wicked should die, saith the Lord God? And not that he should return from his ways and live? You know, there's a scripture in the Old Testament where God says, I sit before you two ways, death and life. Choose life that you and your seed may live. I might not have quoted that perfectly, but that's about what it says. Choose life. Jesus said he came to bring us life and that more abundantly. 
But if you choose rebellion and wickedness, you have chosen death. And you need to face it because it's the truth. Ezekiel chapter 33. Ezekiel chapter 33. Ezekiel chapter 33, beginning with verse 10. Ezekiel chapter 33, beginning with verse 10. Therefore, O thou son of man, speak unto the house of Israel. Thus ye speak, saying, If our transgressions and our sins be upon us, and we pine away in them, how should we then live? Say unto them, As I live, saith the Lord God, I have no pleasure in the death of the wicked, but that the wicked turn from his way and live. Turn ye, turn ye from your evil ways, for why will ye die, O house of Israel? Amen? That sound like something else we know about? Does that sound like some scripture we've been talking about for a long time? How about this one? If my people, which are called by my name, shall humble themselves and pray and seek my faith and turn, from their wicked ways, then will I hear from heaven and will forgive their sin and will heal their land. Does that sound familiar to you? Amen. God is trying to help us, saints. We need to grab hold of this help. 1 Corinthians chapter 11. 1 Corinthians chapter 11. 1 Corinthians chapter 11, beginning with verse 31. 1 Corinthians chapter 11, beginning with verse 31. For if we would judge ourselves, we should not be judged. But, When we are judged, we are chastened of the Lord, that we should not be condemned with the world. But you see, you actually have to do it. You've read it, but now you have to execute. You know, it's like like what you get out of the freezer compartment in the store. You take it home, and okay, you bought it. But then you got to turn the package over and read the directions. You can't just put it in the microwave and walk away. No, you have to read the directions and do what the directions say do and press the button. Then you have to wait. When the bell, when the chime goes off, you might have to wait a little bit more. You see, you actually have to work the system. You got to follow the directions. You got to do what he said to do. 
You know, somebody once told me, oh, my mother is a Christian. She reads her Bible every night. Well, there's some people that read the Koran day and night. But until you start doing what the Bible says, your Christianity is in question. Saints, being convicted of sin leads to repentance. But self-pity, remorse, wounded pride only discourage and weaken us. You can sit there and lick your wounds from where the devil punched you in the nose for as long as you like. But until you start the process of repentance and change in true sincerity, you're just sitting there licking your wounds. Amen? 2 Corinthians chapter 7. 2 Corinthians chapter 7. You see, all of your little bad habits that are actually sin didn't start once you became an adult. Some of them started back in childhood. Well, how am I supposed to remember that? <laughs> It'll come to you. I can remember back when there were certain things I didn't want to share. I can remember that. The Lord brought it back to me. I could see myself in my grandmother's backyard acting ridiculous. And I ran into a little girl one day at the post office that triggered that memory because she was acting ridiculous too. But you see, in order to get rid of that, I had to go back to the point of origin. I had to deal with it from way back then and bring it current. I couldn't just pretend, well, I wonder why I don't feel like doing this. No, it started way back then. I can remember I was wearing sandals and a pair of shorts and a nice little cute top to match. So, boy, you remember. Yes, it suddenly came back. I can remember that the grass still needed to be mowed. I saw the whole picture. You got to dig that mess up from where it started. You know, if you want to get some weeds out of your yard without using weed killer, you can start pulling them up. But you got to you got to chase that weed all over the yard. Wherever its little shoots have gone, you got to go pull all of those up too. Or else it will come right back. As soon as the right condition comes, it'll come right back. And you'll say, well, I thought I got that weed up. No, there was more work to do. There was more work to do. So, in order to overcome condemnation and remorse, we must first begin with a clear conscience by confessing the reality of our sins to tell the truth, the whole truth, and nothing but the truth. None of that denial stuff. Oh, I was just a little child then. The sin was the same. The sin was the same, same sin. The same sin when you were four, same sin when you're 44. You get it? You got to get it all out. Psalm 51, beginning with verse 1. 
Psalm 51, beginning with verse 1. Psalm 51, beginning with verse 1. Have mercy upon me, O God, according to thy loving kindness, according unto the multitude of thy tender mercies, blot out my transgression. Blot out? Yeah. We used to use fountain pens that had running ink in them. And if you wanted to get it up, you had to blot it out because you'd written the wrong thing. Blot out my transgression. Wash me thoroughly from mine iniquity and cleanse me from my sin. For I acknowledge, there it is, I acknowledge my transgression. And my sin is ever before me. It's right in my face. I'm not going to pretend I don't see it, don't smell it, and don't know about it. Verse 6, Psalm 51, verse 6. Behold, thou desirest truth in the inward part. Mm. Thou desirest truth in the inward part, and in the hidden part thou shalt make me to know wisdom. God wants the truth out of us. You can't have step with God. You can't say, well, you know, if he hadn't been coming over there talking to me every day on my lunch break, none of this would have happened. No, that will not work. Because when you saw him coming towards you the first time, inside you actually knew what the agenda was. And quit lying saying you didn't know because you did. That wasn't your first rodeo, honey. Amen? You knew. You just decided you were going to grin and go, and you weren't really going to do what you ought to do about it. Amen? Verse 10. It gets even better. Psalm 51, beginning with verse 10. Psalm 51, beginning with verse 10. You know, some of you made the mistake of not only committing the first sin, you went so far as to marry your sin. Ooh. Yep, Pastor said it. Amen. Create in me a clean heart, O oh God, and renew a right spirit within me. Cast me not away from thy presence, and take not thy Holy Spirit from me. Yes, it's possible for God to take the Holy Spirit from you. Restore unto me the joy of thy salvation, and uphold me 
with thy free spirit. God is serious about this thing. He's serious. Cleanse your hands, ye sinners, saints. Purify your hearts, ye double-minded. Eradicate from your heart and mind your doubting of God and his ability to fulfill his promises to you. Let's go visit Job. Let's visit Job. Job chapter 34. Job chapter 34. Job chapter 34, beginning with verse 31. Job chapter 34, beginning with verse 31. Surely it is me or fitting to be said unto God, I have borne chastisement. I will not offend anymore. That which I see not, teach thou me. If I have done iniquity, I will do no more. Psalm 32, Psalm 32, Psalm 32, beginning with verse 3, Psalm 32, beginning with verse 3. When I kept silent, you know, I don't don't really feel like I need to write pastor at gproom at outlook.com. I said, okay, Lord, you know that they're doing what they're doing. I can't go any further till they decide to confess. So somebody's going to sit there with this silly little thought. Well, you know, I don't know who is reading pastor's mail. Let me explain that to you. Pastor and the Godhead read pastor's mail. We got that straight now? All right. Psalm 32, beginning with verse 3. When I kept silent, my bones waxed old through my roaring all the day long. and have any peace. For day and night thy hand was heavy upon me. My moisture is turned into the drought of summer. I feel like I'm disconnected from God. Mm Mm-hmm. There's a reason for that feeling. I acknowledge my sin unto thee, and mine iniquity have I not hid. I said, I will confess my transgressions unto the Lord, and thou forgavest the iniquity of my sin. God's still waiting on some people to do that. Psalm 34, verse 18. Psalm 34, verse 18. 
Psalm 34, verse 18. The Lord is nigh or close unto them that are of a broken heart and saveth such as be of a contrite spirit. Amen. Psalm 73. Psalm 73, beginning with verse 21. Psalm 73, beginning with verse 21. Psalm 73, beginning with verse 21. Thus my heart was grieved, and I was pricked in my reign, or in, or stricken in my conscience. That's what that means. I was stricken in my conscience. Amen? So foolish was I and ignorant. I was as a beast before thee. Nevertheless, I am continually with thee. Thou hast holden me by my right hand. Isn't this the God that says he'll never leave you nor forsake you so that you can say the Lord is your helper? Proverbs chapter 28. Proverbs chapter 28, verse 13. 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 He that covereth his sins shall not prosper. But whoso confesseth and forsaketh them shall have mercy. So you choose. If you want to cover your sins, you're not going to prosper. God's guaranteeing it. That's one of his promises to us that if we cover our sins, we're not going to prosper. But if we confess and forsake, that means have nothing further to do with at all under any circumstances our sins, then we shall have mercy. Amen. You can take that one to the bank. Isaiah. Isaiah chapter 55, Isaiah chapter 55, beginning with verse 6, Isaiah chapter 55, beginning with verse 6, Isaiah chapter 55, beginning with verse 6. Seek ye the Lord, while he may be found. Call ye upon him 
while he is near. Let the wicked forsake his way, and the unrighteous man his thought, and let him return unto the Lord, and he will have mercy upon him, and to our God, for he will abundantly pardon. Isn't that good news, church? See, God wants us to straighten up. Think. Cain was out there with with envy to slaughter to death, and God's trying to reach him. Think about it. So I feel like killing so-and-so. Well, God's been trying to deal with you. Don't you think you ought to turn around and deal with God? You know, all these people that have been showing up with AK whatever the number is and doing all these heinous crimes and murders, I can't help but believe that as much as God loves us and gave us his son, to atone for our sins that he didn't try to reach that person somewhere along the line some way. But, you know, some of us like sin so much that our hearts are hardened in sin. And we find it easy to brush the Holy Spirit off. That's dangerous. That's the danger zone. Jeremiah, chapter 4, verse 14. Jeremiah. Chapter 4, verse 14. Jeremiah, chapter 4, verse 14. Jeremiah has something to help us out with. Chapter 4, verse 14. O Jerusalem, wash thine heart from wickedness. O Jerusalem, wash thine heart from wickedness, that thou mayest be saved. How long shall thy vain thoughts lodge within thee? You just going to keep meditating on that sin, aren't you? And you're going to drum it in your mind over and over and over She smiled at me. Okay. This ain't your first rodeo. Amen. You know, you can see sin coming at you, saints. You've been trained well enough in the word by now if you've been with us for any appreciable uh, time that you can sense trouble starting to brew. And you know right then and there it's time to do something about it before it goes any further. But will you do it? I think she likes me. Well, to be certain, her husband won't like you. And he spends most of his time on the gun range anyway. Mm-hmm. Psalm 
38, verse 4. How long are you just going to keep playing with that wickedness in your mind? How long? You just going to keep sitting there toying with it? They used to say that an idle mind is the devil's workshop. Well, Psalm 38, verse 4. Psalm 38, verse 4. Psalm 38, verse 4. For mine iniquities are gone over my head. As in heavy burdens, they are too heavy for me. Okay. Uh, there's this place called Calvary where you can drop them off. There's this place called the throne of God where you can obtain some mercy and grace to help you in your time of need. Amen? Psalm 38, verse 6. I am troubled. I am bowed down greatly. I go mourning all the day long. Yes, sin is depressing. There's pleasure in sin for a season, but there comes a time when the plug gets pulled and it's not fun anymore. Verse 9, Psalm 38, verse 9. Lord, all my desire is before thee, and my groaning is not hid from thee. You know I'm miserable, God, because of what I did. I'm still miserable. Verse 18, Psalm 38, verse 18. Psalm 38, verse 18. For I will declare mine iniquity. I'm going to finally tell it. I will be sorry for my sin. Psalm 51, verse 10, again. Psalm 51, verse 10, again. Create in me a clean heart, O God, and renew a right spirit within me. First John chapter 1, First John, all the way back there with the book of Revelation and Jude and all that good stuff. First John chapter 1, First John chapter 1, First John chapter 1, but if we walk in the light, as he is in the light, we have fellowship one with another. And the blood of Jesus Christ, his son, cleanses us from all sin. But if we walk in the light, as he is in the light, we have fellowship one with another. And the blood of Jesus Christ, his son, cleanses us from all sin. 
Verse 9. Verse 9. If we confess our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. Amen? Amen. Amen. We ought to believe and accept that the blood of Jesus cleanses us from every sin. Yes, you will need to use your faith for this. God has not come today to condemn you, nor to watch you roll over in remorse. God is here to save you and to restore you to himself. Yet the mercies and forgiveness of God cannot be taken for granted. Isaiah chapter 44, verse 22. Isaiah chapter 44, verse 22. Isaiah chapter 44, verse 22. Isaiah, big book. Isaiah chapter 44, verse 22. Amen. Isaiah 44, verse 22. I have blotted out as a thick cloud thy transgression. He didn't say a wispy cloud. He said a thick cloud. And that's a thick cloud from his point of view. And as a cloud, thy sin. Return unto me, for I have redeemed thee. Return unto me, for I have redeemed thee. Jeremiah chapter 31. Jeremiah chapter 31. Jeremiah chapter 31. Jeremiah chapter 31. And verse 34. Jeremiah chapter 31 and verse 34. And they shall teach no more every man his neighbor and every man his brother, saying, Know the Lord, for they shall all know me, from the least of them unto the greatest of them, saith the Lord. For I will forgive their iniquity, and I will remember their sin no more. Saints, when God has forgiven you, it is not necessary to keep digging up what you did over and over and over and over and rehearsing it 900 more times. Amen? When God says he'll remember it no more, join him in that. Hebrews chapter 8, verse 12. Hebrews. Chapter 8, verse 12. Hebrews, chapter 8, 
verse 12. Hebrews chapter 8, verse 12. For I will be merciful to their unrighteousness. You can't tell me God doesn't love you. For I will be merciful to their unrighteousness, and their sins and their iniquities will I remember no more. God's not going to bring this up in your face over and over and over again. So don't you do it to him. Fair enough? Hebrews chapter 10, verse 17. Hebrews chapter 10, verse 17. Hebrews chapter 10, verse 17. Hebrews chapter 10 and verse 17. And their sin and iniquities Will I remember no more? No, God is not going to come back and beat you over the head. About 15 years ago, you slipped out on your spouse. No, unless you never bothered to repent. Hebrews chapter 10, verse 17. Amen? So now that the dirty laundry is gone where the dirty laundry belongs, we're not going to dredge it back up again, are we? Now, let me say something on, on this line. When somebody comes to you in earnest sincerity and truth and confesses their sin to you and asks for you to forgive them, you aren't going to bring it up anymore either, are you? You know why? Because once you sow it, you get to reap it. And the same judgment that you deal to them will return to you again. Amen? New Testament. Romans chapter 8, verse 1. 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 There is therefore now no condemnation to them which are in Christ Jesus, who walk not after the flesh, but after the spirit. There's a qualifier here, who walk not after the flesh, but instead after the Spirit of God. Amen? We all understand this. Saints, Jesus said to the woman caught in the act of adultery, neither do I condemn thee. Go and sin no more. Miracle, as your pastor, 
under the authority of the head of the church, the Lord Jesus Christ, I say to you, neither do I condemn thee. Go and sin no more. Amen? For those of you who ought to and need to, recast the broadcast. Amen? God said a lot to us in this message today. In fact, if you add the last four messages together, he's got an entire volume that he has spoken to us. And we need to hear it because it all is linked together. You need to know what God is saying to you. Amen? So, Father, we want to thank you for this word today. It's a word that frees us. It's a word that corrects us. It's a word that brings us to attention that we might not be devourable. Satan goeth around seeking whom he may devour. We don't want to be devourable, so we're going to come clean with you. Amen? Amen, church. It's a great day in the kingdom. It's a wonderful blessing for God to say, you know, it's some things standing between you and me, and it's time for us to get something done about it. Amen? Don't act like you didn't hear him because you did. Trust me, on the day when as your pastor before the throne of God, I must speak to your walk in Christ while I was your pastor. I'm going to stand there and say, Lord, the record is open. You know every word, every syllable, every sermon that I preach to them. You know every prayer I pray, every conversation we've had concerning them. The record is clear. But they turned away from you. I don't want to say that, okay? I do not want to experience that. Please don't put me through that. If you don't mind, please do not put me through that. Do we all understand? Pastor does not want to experience that at all. And I would appreciate it if you would not place me in that position. Okay? All right, let's pray. Amen? We we need to pray. Father, we want to thank you for giving us spiritual warfare. We need it. We need spiritual warfare and more because we live in evil and wicked times, and from time to time we are contributing to the evil and the wicked. And we wish to no longer contribute to that part of society. Amen? We want to be right. We want to be saved. And we want to be whole. We want to be right. We want to be saved. And we want to be whole. You know, some of us have conditions in our body that's linked to something that happened in the past. I've said this before. And we've not dealt with it sufficiently to completely uproot it. You know, we beat it back some, but we haven't taken it all the way. You know, in a boxing match, 
They keep going at it till somebody can't go anymore. And then, is that a referee or an umpire? Whichever one of them it is, they get down there, and I know that they know how to count to ten. That part I'm sure of. And they get down there, when they get to the last number, that's it. Some of us haven't taken it to the mat like that. And we need to get the job done. Amen? I haven't watched many boxing matches in my life. But I do remember a couple of things. I remember that they try to take a break, and everybody goes to their corner. And somebody's trying to give somebody water and wipe the blood off their face because they're getting a battering, and the other one's getting a battering too. Then the bell sounds, and they're at it again. And they go at it till somebody can't get up anymore. Well, since Jesus is in your corner, what's your excuse? Then when somebody can't get up, this funny-looking little man comes out, and he gets down on, on one knee. Think about it. He has to get down on his knee for this. He gets down there, and he counts to ten. I don't know why it's ten, but that's what he does until somebody doesn't get up anymore. Some of us have wrestled with certain areas of sin in our lives, but we've never taken it to that point. Well, it's time. It's a referee? Okay, Brother Bill says it's a referee. Amen. Which proves I don't know very much about that. But I know enough. So we're going to pray. We're going to pray because we don't want to be devoured at all. Father, in the name of Jesus Christ, from our position seated in heavenly places in Christ Jesus, we bind Satan the strong man, all of his evil angels, evil spirits, demonic agents, all of his underlings, timings, maneuvers, tactics, devices, plans, orders, and we cancel all demonic assignments and satanic agendas against the righteous. We take the territory from Satan in Jesus' name. We bind every form of godliness which denies the power of Jesus Christ. We come into agreement with the Father, Jesus Christ, and the Holy Spirit, and we come out of agreement with Satan, his agents, and his wicked power. We close and seal all portals, channels, open doors of access to the enemy. We pull down all demonic thrones. We bind the wicked principalities, powers, rulers of darkness, and all spiritual wickedness in high places in Jesus' name. We release the all-consuming fire of God on every ley line, silver cord, and garland. We bind the demons and workers of darkness in the heavenlies, in the bush, and in the deep. We bind rape and murder to its strong man and dethrone them all, chaining them all in eternal chains and darkness, placing them in the custody of the Holy Spirit. We bind the sources of all witchcraft attacks, and we return the attacks onto the heads of the devils that bring them to cling to them for eternity. We bind all trafficking demons, reporters, watchers, peeps, listeners, whispers, familiar demons, electronic digital technology demons, and their attacks. We bind Leviathan spirits, brainwashing and Kundalini spirits, and all of their attacks. 
We bind all water and marine spirits in their attacks, all sex devils in their attacks, all unclean spirits in their attacks, all passive devils and their attacks, all pain-afflicting spirits, sleep deprivation, artificial intelligence, smart dust, and drone spirits. We bind you in the name of Jesus Christ. We bind all sorcery devils and their attacks. We bind all seducing, womanizing, whoredom spirits and their attacks. We bind the Havana syndrome, brain changes, injuries, all remote viewing, all sonic and audio weapons, all the voices of the stranger and their attacks, all hypnotic trance devils and their attacks, all mystic rituals and their intent. We bind all targeted radio frequencies, all pulse weapons and their attacks, microwave attacks, debilitating sonic frequency attacks, and the work of every druid. We bind force feedback, cyber stalking, cyber sex, cyber sex crimes, pornography, demonic curiosity, bewitching spirits which manipulate modern technology, pulse microwave radiation attacks designed to cause neurological problems, brain injuries, debilitating headaches, vertigo, binding directed energy microwave weapons, binding all vibrations, which are demons. We bind all microwave frequency weapons, 5G and components. Everything sent against us is a weapon from outer space, from any orbit, from any planet, from any substation on a planet, through the through the satellite. On the orders of any agenda. We bind those evil agendas in Jesus' name. We cancel their powers and their works in the name of Jesus Christ. Through the cell towers, through the planes flying over us, spreading chemicals in the air. And through our electronic and technological devices, we take authority, dominion, and power over electromagnetic attacks, EMF and EMP attacks, smart technology and particle attacks, techno-paganism and mind control by the occult, in Jesus' name. We bind all hypnotic and trance devils in their attacks, all mystic rituals in their intent. We overturn and empty all cauldrons and chalices, upon the heads of the conjurers and the magicians. We bind Buddhist black magic, Santeria, Kabbalah, Egyptian, Chaldean, Hindu, Indian, African, European, North American, South American, worldwide, Malaysian, Polynesian, Russian, Baltic, What used to be Yugoslavia, 
We bind the bondage of generations of fools, the spirit of the fool. We bind the carnal mind. We bind the fool's anger in Jesus' name. We bind food, lust, addictions, and gluttony. We return to sender. According to the covenant, all in every reprisal, retribution, counterattack, <clears throat> psychic weapon, retaliation, all avenging, all blowbacks, all vengeance, blood rituals, every boomerang, each payback, and all requiting of our righteous warfare in Jesus' name. This includes, aha, uh-huh, yes, yeah, this includes the work of the Chaldeans. We return it to them in the name of Jesus Christ. This includes every evil work, mark, rite, ritual, ceremony, sacrifice, proclamation, pronouncement, vow, root work, or sin against us. Astral projection, sending demons to us to work against us and against all that pertains to us. No demon, no wicked person or unrighteous event left behind, binding the inordinate use of conjugal rights, returning to sender all witchcraft attacks through channeling, and the satellites against the website and the app. Returning to sender, all Cameroonian wizardry, black magic, jujus, hexes, vexes, and such. Returning all Nigerian witchcraft. Returning all tribal witchcraft. Returning all Chaldean witchcraft from whence it came. Returning all Spanish witchcraft in Jesus' name. Breaking and destroying our social, emotional, and psychological ties with food and drink, which are displeasing to Jesus Christ, binding superficial religious acts, binding magic spells for love, money, protection, black magic, white magic, candle magic, voodoo, root work, lucky charm, time magic, and folk magic spells, binding the demon of energy, boomeranging their wicked works upon them, binding all magical language, magic signs, and magical patterns, even in numbering, binding synchrony, binding and caging Poseidon, and all other underwater demons, stripping them of their crowns and their powers and transferring it to Jesus. Binding Jewish black magic mysticism, magic writings, magic artifacts, binding the essence of magic and Jewish magic by practitioners, amulets, bowls, precious stones, etc. Incantations, divining practices, spells, and potions in Jesus' holy name. Binding, we bind all vampire spirits, voodoo, hoodoo, ancient arts, mystic rituals, devils attending the New World Order, New Age Movement, Great Reset, make-believe fantasy, fables, enchantments, la-la land, false religions, numerology, horoscopes, the spirits and works of the oppressors, and the spirit and the children of disobedience. Yes, Lord, I did forget that, didn't I? Praise the Lord. You'll help me. Thank you. We bind all martial arts, yoga, transcendental meditation, antichrist ideologies and doctrines, Ahab and Jezebelic practices, lewdness, perversions, the outworking of vain deceit, death spirits, spirits of destruction, chaos and mayhem, oppression, depression, anarchy, premonition, clairvoyance, ESP, telepathy, psychokinesis, out-of-body experiences, reincarnation, haunting, poltergeist, astral travel, psychic healing, demonic meditation, spirit guides, and defilement by wizards. We bind the spirits of the king of pride and all of his underlings. We chain them with eternal chains and darkness and send them into the spiritual cage in Jesus' name. We bind all human, demonic, blood, sexual, financial, animal, 
food, fecal, and soulish sacrifices. We bind all devils attached to idols and idolatry. We bind every form of rebellion, idolatry, root work, mind control, apathy, unyielding, nature worship, deception, idle mind, unfocused mind, scoffing, error, worldly indoctrination, military spirits, rioting, abuse, all trolls, all fear, combative jealousy, fleshly ambition, the culture of corruption, weariness, betrayal, unfaithfulness, and temptation descent. We bind Belial, Beelzebub, Baal, Molech, Basilek, Python, Neptune, Zeus, Apollyon, Kali, all gods and goddesses, Isis, On, Osiris, all false deities, Mammon, Atlas, Baphomet, and in 72, we chain you with eternal chains under darkness. In Jesus' name, we undo the work of, of all demonic weapons, fireballs, poisons, voodoo pins and dolls, hot and cold spots, and we return their afflictions to the worker of witchcraft and their pagan sources. We break the powers of every Masonic ritual, rite, ceremony, vow, pledge, and pact. Amen. We bind the rituals, the brotherhood, the lodge, the craft, the worship, the grip, Freemasonry, in Jesus' name. We bind the rituals of every secret society. Amen. Yes, we do. We undo the work. Of all demonic weapons, fireballs, poisons, voodoo pins and dolls, hot and cold spots, psychic weapons, prompters, codes, triggers, charms, tumors, designs, and signals. Yes, those works are returned to the worker of witchcraft and their pagan sources. We bind every spirit that was familiar to the Laodiceans. We bind the insanity, pride, work of error, and foolishness of our own opinions. We bind being misled. We return and loose all the retaliations of the enemy upon his own head according to the scriptures. We bind all traditions and customs rooted in sin. We denounce and renounce them all and loose ourselves from them. We bind the gang stalkers and send their fear, harassments, and witchcraft back on their own heads as well as their mind control in Jesus' name. Father, we bind the work to those who work to bring honor to themselves. We bind the spirit of slumber. We thank you, Father, that you have given us power over all the power of the enemy, and nothing shall by any means harm us. We rejoice with you that our names are written in heaven. We bind every spirit that denies the deity of the Lord Jesus Christ and his blood atonement on the cross of Calvary. Father, we ask for eyes to see, ears to hear, hearts to believe, and minds to receive. What the Spirit of God sends to the church, we repent of an evil heart of unbelief, we ask you, Father, to teach us to guard our hearts with all diligence. Lord, we come to loose the bands of wickedness, undo heavy burdens, let the oppressed go free, to break every yoke and chain, and to call for justice and plead for truth. Lord, develop in us a love for the truth. Lead us into truth. Your word is truth. Make us to know the truth, and your truth will make us free. When the enemy comes in like a flood, the spirit of the Lord shall lift up a standard against him. Lord, we come to celebrate the scriptures with you and to tread on serpents and scorpions and over all the power of the enemy. We will not turn back from pursuing the enemy until the Godhead does. The Lord Jesus Christ is our commander-in-chief in whom we serve and obey. We command every demon that has followed us, was sent to us, or transferred to us to be bound and leave us now. In the name of Jesus, we bind any demons coming through our cell phones or our computer, coming across the computer line with any curses. In Jesus' name, Father, we pray for the peace of Jerusalem and for all of Israel. And we uh, we pray for kings and all who are in authority and all true Christians everywhere. We pray for Netanyahu, Lord, that you will direct his thoughts 
and his actions and his words in Jesus' name. Though we walk in the midst of trouble, you will revive us. You will stretch forth your hand against the wrath of our enemies, and your right hand shall save us. Father, in the name of Jesus, we cover ourselves with the blood of Jesus. We cover our mode of transportation with the blood of Jesus. We take authority, dominion, and power over all interferences in the name of Jesus. And we thank you that you have released your word and your angels ahead of us. We thank you for the wall of fire that surrounds us, Father, with your glory in the midst. We thank you for the praising angels that praise over us, especially when we come together as one, the body of Christ. We cover ourselves and our property with the blood of Jesus. We take authority over all demons of the night, bad dreams, night dreams, sex dreams. Anything or anyone trying to get into our dreams or trying to make inroads into our lives that are closed off by you, we command them to stay away, and we thank you for your angels. We thank you for your angels and their work. We thank you for Psalm 91. We thank you for our war song during this season. We thank you that Jesus is a fence around us. We pull out fiery darts, pins, needles, spears, voodoo, witchcraft, curses, or whatever may have been sent to us from the demonic realm. We cut and destroy all ungodly silver cords, ley lines, and we sever from ourselves all ungodly soul ties, attachments, covenants, agreements, oaths, consents, garlands, vows, pledges, pacts, leagues, and all of the forms of agreement with the demonic realm. We break down and blow up walls of protection around shamans, witch doctors, globalists, obeda men, Satanists, wizards, warlocks, witches, sorcerers, divinators, and liars in the name of Jesus. And we break the power of every charm, love spell, vex, hex, curse, sorcery, magic, voodoo, mind control, potions, bewitchments, death spirits sent to us. Destruction, sickness, psychic power and warfare, brain frequency meditation, all bewitchment bound in Jesus' name, pain, sickness, destruction, and torment, psychic warfare, prayer chains that are ungodly, incense and candle burnings, all incantations and chanting, ungodly blessings, root works, tribal rituals and sins, and crystals. We bind the work of the enemy in every space in Jesus' name. We return to the enemy all spirits of bitterness and hatred and judging and murder and envy and jealousy, wizardry, sorcery, and all other evil works in the name of Jesus. We return spirits of bondage, heaviness, hate, and fear. And we thank you, Lord, for breaking and destroying every yoke that is not of you. Because your yoke is easy and your burden is light. We give you the praise, Lord. We give you the glory. We give you the honor. We thank you, Lord, for bringing us into agreement with you. We thank you for bringing us into agreement with you, Lord, and for bringing us to the place that we walk with you continually. No more backsliding. No more backsliding. No more pretending that we're right when we know we're wrong. Thank you, Jesus. The pretense is over. The pretense and the lies and the deception are over. We come, Lord, because we want to be right with you. We want to go to heaven. 
And when the Holy Spirit is ready to take us away, we want to be able to go. We want to be able to go. We don't want to be caught in in the midnight hour because you say you come as a thief in the night and we're sleeping over in Charlie's house doing the nasty. We don't want to do that. And we don't want Charlie over at our house to do it either. We want to be clean. Rise to the benediction, church. Amen. But grow in grace and in the knowledge of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. To him be glory both now and forever. And the church said, Amen. Releasing the grace of God upon the members of Miracle Outreach Ministry. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you for coming, saints. Do what God tells you to do, whether you want to do it or not. Amen? Amen. That's called obedience. And Pastor loves you. We'll talk to you later. Love you too.